Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast, the show for short-term rental professionals, hosts, and owners worldwide. I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners. We ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. And this episode is a bit of a fun episode, but there are some really important lessons that I've found that I've learned through the years by being a holiday homeowner that I didn't know when I started. So I've put together a list of 10 things I didn't know before becoming a holiday homeowner. And I wanted to share those with you today. And I hope that if you're quite new to being a holiday home, short-term rental owner or Airbnb host, that some of these might help you maybe not have to go through the learning curve quite so sharply. You might be able to, to dive in and smoothly make it through some of these points or at least be prepared for them should they, well, when they arise within your business and you have to handle these as well. So let's dive right in. And of course, at the end, if you have anything that you have found that I've not included in this list, and I'm sure there's many, many more than 10. It's just these 10 are, yeah, pretty, pretty big ones for me, or ones that I found either difficult or tricky, or I found out that I needed to find a better solution for. And these are the ones that really stood out for me. But if there's something else that's really stood out for you, please do come and tell me about it. And the details are at the end of the podcast about how to get onto into the Facebook group and how to maybe come to one of our future meetups where we get to chat in person here in Worcester in the UK. And we also meet in the Cotswolds in the beautiful village of Broadway. You can find details of the meetups at hlspod.com forward slash meetup. Okay, so number one. All bed linens are not created equal. I did not know this before I started having to have pristine white, easy to press, easy to clean sheets that looked incredible on a bed to impress a guest as soon as they arrived and to ensure their comfort during their stay. I was really quite surprised by that because I was spending good money on what I thought were going to be high quality products, high quality pure white sheets with brand names like John Lewis and Dunelm and, and a few others that I tried. So what actually happened is I went through several quite high price sets of sheets and each of them had an issue. So despite them either being high quality, easy iron or high thread count, they were either so difficult to iron that they still didn't look good even after being ironed to near death or they weren't quite a good enough quality or they just weren't white enough and they just didn't look great. So I actually bought some from 
online that said Easy Iron, but they really weren't. They were well-priced, super white in colour, but they were sort of a weird material that was kind of slippy and shiny. A sort of a mix between satin and normal cotton bed covers. I then went through the really high thread count and they just never looked pressed properly. But finally, after going through many sets, I've actually got found great success with a mixture of, of the following. So most of the properties, I've got a linen company. Now they will wash and lend me the sheets and the towels. They're then completely responsible for ensuring the quality and pressing, and so everything always looks good. If my housekeeper, as she's putting the sheets on or taking them off, notices anything starting to look a bit shabby or if there are any marks or stains or it's less than white, she just lets me know and I chat to the linen company and they replace them. Job done. This does, of course, come with an ongoing cost, which is unavoidable. With the rate that we actually turn over, the amount of guests that we have come to stay, it would just be not, not be feasible to do the sheets in-house. So it works out perfectly for me and I love it. That said, I do still have one property. Now this is in the garden of my home. I'm out of the center of Worcester, which is where the majority of my places are. And this holiday home is a small garden studio and takes about an hour to clean. I don't always like to bring my housekeeper all the way out here for that one hour. She's usually busy with the places in town and therefore in the main, Unless I'm really stuck and I can't be here, I tend to do the changeovers on this one myself. So for this one, I do have my own sheets and I wash and press everything here. And the most success I've had is with sheets from Dunelm Mill. They're pure white range called Easy Care. These have turned out to be really good value. They've also turned out to be really white. And the good thing about them is that they are part of their own brand at Dunelm. So if some, they're, they're constantly available. So if something gets stained or spoilt, it's easy to buy something that will immediately match in with everything else. So that's the first one. All bed linens are not created equal, but I've just, hopefully I've shared my experience, which might give you some tips moving forwards and make the decision a little bit easier about which way to go for you. Remember, there is, of course, the ongoing cost of hiring or you've got the time and effort of doing them yourself. So it's it's a case of balancing between those two. But have a look around your area and see what is available from laundry companies. It's such a weight off your shoulders if you do decide to go that way. But like I say, balance it up with your situation. Number two, not everyone reads the terms and conditioners, conditions. There are people who won't read all the terms and conditions. Now let's face it, there are absolutely loads of terms and conditions to read with every move you make on the internet. So I can really see why people neglect to read properly in this area. And I am the same, I tend to skip through terms and conditions on the internet. However, with holidays and trips away, I find they're slightly different. And I, for one, I always make a point of reading what I'm getting into. I don't know if uh, that's a symptom of the job that I do, my role and having holiday homes, or if I was always like that. I'm not really sure. But the results of people not reading the terms and conditions 
that I tend to get are people who want to cancel five minutes before check-in for a full refund. Now, I don't allow refunds of cancellations within 30 days of my properties. So there are people who still think they can cancel five minutes before they're due to arrive and just get everything back. And, you know, that's just not the way it is. We're a small business. They... If it was the other way around, they would expect still to be paid. If you book a hairdresser's appointment, you don't turn up, you have to pay the full amount. If you book a flight, you want to cancel five minutes before, you don't get the money back. It's the same thing. So that's one of the things that happens for me with terms and conditions where I know, then I know people haven't read it properly. Um, what else happens? People who are still asleep an hour after checkout and my housekeeper's knocking gingerly on the door wondering what's going on. I know that they've not read the terms and conditions in that situation. So what I, what I try to do to try and limit these occurrences is that I always have a link in all of my emails to our terms and conditions. I always put a link on the invoice and of course the terms and conditions are available on our website. Another thing that I do is that my short-term rental contract that every guest gets and they have to sign also pulls out the key points but it refers them so they don't have to read the full terms and conditions in order to sign the the document that I need signed the short-term rental contract I know that the key points have been dealt with there and it also refers them back to the full terms and conditions with a link to the website and I also make it absolutely clear that by renting the property whether they try to avoid signing whether I also say that even if they don't sign the document by entering into a, a stay at the property, it's still they are still bound by the terms of that contract, of the terms and conditions. So even by making a payment, they have bound themselves to the terms and conditions. That's just to cover myself. So that's number two. Not everyone reads the terms and conditions. But just try and put some steps into place that gives as much information as you possibly can without bombarding the guest. Difficult balance. And you're still going to get the odd person that hasn't done what you want them to do. But hey-ho, that is people. Number three. Horrible one. Bed bugs exist. Yeah, I know. I was definitely not too prepared to find out about these horrible little critters. And I'm really glad that I've never personally come across any of these in my holiday homes. I do treat the bedding and the beds every three months. And this came about after my very best BFF, who runs a very large home in the gorgeous Provence region of France, sent me some spray, which ensures there's absolutely no chance of getting them. Now, the reason we are so stringent is knowing about them and having seen them is two very different things. Well, me and the very same BFF were staying in a very swanky hotel in London, and we had the misfortune of staying in a room with some of them. Ugh. So I didn't get bitten, so I did feel a bit bad when my BFF's ankles were nibbled to bits. We had to treat all of our luggage, we had to move rooms, and we had the assistance of a slightly unsympathetic hotel manager. I'm not going to mention the name of the hotel. I, I am quite forgiving, and I know that things like this do happen. You know, maybe I'm a little more sympathetic because I'm in hospitality. It, it wasn't great, but we 
we really did come back from that trip with a renewed boost to treat like crazy. I would say definitely do not skip this step. Hope for the best, absolutely, but definitely use treatment whilst hoping for the best. Just do not take any chances, because once these hideous little monsters arrive, they can come in on your guest's luggage, they can come in on their shoes, they can come in in their clothes. Um, Your guest's suitcase has been with them on their entire journey to get to you, and there's many occasions when a bed bug could come into contact with that guest suitcase and then it comes and hitches a ride into your place and once they are in you're looking at pest control and closed property which is not good we don't want to be in that situation we definitely don't want to see any of these things i mean they're horrible and so and they bite and there's ugh, blood and all sorts really do not want to <laughs> go down this route at all So you definitely want to just make sure you treat, treat, treat before there is any chance and you get the right stuff and I will link that up in the show notes at hlspod.com forward slash 10 things and you will be able to link up to some really good items. A future episode which I will also add onto this post when that episode comes live. I'm speaking to an amazing lady who treats mattresses to make sure that anything like this is not sitting in your mattress at all. So that's like a double whammy, making sure that these are not coming into your property. You do not want this to happen. It would be a major bad review to to try and get over. You'd have a closed property, pest control, lots of money. Let's plan ahead. (laughs) Yuck, I'm glad I'm over that one. Number four, people don't always take heed of your house rules. Yeah, it's a bit of a shocker. Now, I really wanted to have minimal signs. I wanted to have my places looking homely and lovely with absolutely no signs whatsoever directing people to do or not do things. However, I found it to be not possible to have it exactly how I wanted. For example, after the toilet and the sewage system blocking for the fourth time after people had put sanitary products down the toilet, even though I'd made it expressly clear in their contract, had it highlighted in the guidebook, in an email, it still happened. Now, this particular property is very rural. We're not on main sewage and there's a macerator involved and I think that's as far into the detail as we want to go, believe me. So... I had to take action. Another issue was one particular property was smoking. Now, just this one property, now I wonder if it's because this property has got really large windows. And I think some guests seem to think that the air outside doesn't mingle at all with the inside air. And that as long as you're hanging out of the window, you're not technically smoking inside. No, you are, and the smoke comes inside. In both instances, I had to resort to signs, but it did fix the issue. Now, I added signs that were in keeping with the decor of the property. They weren't majorly intrusive and they didn't stand out from a mile off. More, they could be noticed when someone was in the vicinity of the area where the crime is likely to take place. So next to the loo, next to the very large sash windows, people like to hang out of and smoke from. It did help me and I tried to do it in a way that made the place still look pretty and homely and not like I was barking rules at people. And it did fix the issue. 
Number five, listing sites change the rules quite often. So you can be going along merrily about your business, your place is listed nicely on all the most well-known listing sites and suddenly one of them that you're having great success with, rule change. Now you're beholden to the site to have to do their bidding. So if it's an algorithm change, maybe maybe things suddenly change, your property isn't showing up in the search results on that particular listing site, but it's a secret as how to co cooperate with that algorithm. Look at instant booking. Now that changes the entire way businesses operate and it started to roll out a couple of years ago. And when you are having to suddenly roll that out across all channels and ensure every calendar is up to date, employ a channel manager, you've had to forcibly change your business to, to run how the listing sites want you to operate. Often changes like that one are driven by the customer in that people are more used to and they expect instant gratification from the use of smart devices. But you're still looking to find ways that we can reduce our dependence on the listing sites. So for example, if they're suddenly deciding to rise the commission or worse still, they rise the commission, then there's an option to pay an even higher commission to beat the local competition. Now, so you can see here, if listing sites are your only way of bringing in bookings, you and your business are at the mercy of these giants and they continue to grow and merge as more shareholders are being answered to, prices will continue to rise to use these different sites, goalposts will be moved and you and your business will be affected. Now, I would definitely say I do appreciate my relationships with these big listing sites, especially those where you can advertise your own website it helps get your website shown you can be found in lots of places across the internet by using these different sites but i do also feel it's so important that you need your own marketing strategy and i found this out after my first few months as a holiday homeowner and that started with getting my own website when i realized all these changes that were happening and continue to happen within the listing sites were forcing me to react rather than proactively move my business forward. Now I am more proactive because I have my own marketing strategy, I have my own website. Get your hands on all the free resources from the Holiday Let Success podcast today. Head to hlspod.com forward slash resources where you can join our HLS members hub today. I'll look forward to seeing you on the other side. And that leads me nicely on to number six, which is I need a website for my holiday home. And as I just said in number five, I soon found out that I needed my own website so that I had a place to guide people to when I started my own marketing strategy. I go into a load of detail on a video which you can take a look at on the website. If you head to this post, hlspod.com forward slash 10 things, scroll down to number six, and there's a link there that'll take you over to the video where I really go into the, there's a lot of reasons why to have your own website and I really break it down in that video. But just a quick overview, it allows me to have a home hub. It's a place I can send past guests, potential future guests. It's a place where I can show professionalism, add more photos than I might be able to 
have on a listing site. I build trust with future potential guests. I can build my email list. And most importantly, I can take direct commission-free bookings on my website. Many great reasons to go ahead and get your own website. Leading me on from I need my own website is number seven, I need to be a marketer. Now, I know that might sound a little bit scary, but you do need to market your property yourself as well as using the listing sites. The listing sites definitely have their place and they are definitely the place to start, especially as a new holiday home owner. But there's so much more you can do as your confidence builds and your guests start flowing through the door. For instance, once you've got that website, up and running you've got some guests who have stayed that's people that you can ask if they'd like to come back again and you can send them onto your website maybe you can offer them a discount have a discount code that they can enter under the website and get a past guest discount they can book direct with you instead of you losing them and them going back into the flow of people that use the listing sites you can build a relationship with them your marketing just by doing that. So it's not all scary. A very accessible way to start marketing is using Facebook adverts. So what I've done, because I know that it can be quite a scary field to get involved in, you feel like you don't really know what you're doing. I certainly felt like that when I first got going with Facebook adverts. I've created a PDF for those of you who want a step-by-step guide. It's called the Step-by-Step Facebook Ads Guide for Beginners. And it's available on the website now. If you head over to hlspod.com forward slash fbbegin, you can get access to that there. It's a download and it has screenshots. It will walk you through from right from the beginning, getting your Facebook page up and running all the way through to getting your first page likes right on to running an advert on Facebook is an amazing brilliant tool for your business and it doesn't need to be scary so do take advantage of that download okay moving on to number eight you can't please everyone That's a really painful and really upsetting lesson when you've put your heart and soul into providing a beautiful place for your guests to enjoy. But sadly, there are some people who will never, ever be happy. So no matter how hard you work, how pleasant you are, how much information and assistance you provide, how well you manage your listings and how good your housekeepers are, some people are just horrible and you can't please them. For example, I had one man come to my door. He was staying at the holiday home that I have here on my property. And he came to the door, his arms were laden full of all the items that I'd really carefully selected and I'd left for him and his wife to use, like a welcome pack. I just always put a welcome pack in to just ease the arrival so that people can arrive and they can have a cup of tea, they can have a coffee, they can put some toast in the toaster, they've got butter, jam, they can have a snack, they've got everything there, breakfast for the morning, you know, a selection of cereals, there's coffee, sugar, everything they need just to come in, sit down and just take the pressure off having to go charging back out again to get the things that If I hadn't provided them, they'd probably need to go and get, you know, so they can sit down, plan, decide what they want to do next. But he then really rudely and aggressively shoved all of these things into my arms. 
loudly complaining about how they were taking up too much of his space in the fridge. I was definitely taken aback. I was really surprised at his rudeness and certainly his aggressiveness. And I was really upset about this horrible man um, and how he was going to be in my property for the next few nights. And I had to not take it personally and just accept that he was just a not nice man. I then had to just talk myself through, be thankful that I would never see this man again after those few days, and also be very grateful that I would never have to live a life of misery that this man was hell-bent on living. And as Jim Rohn said, there's a huge amount of freedom that comes to you when you take nothing personally. You will inevitably, at some stage, get a bad review. Someone will complain. You have to respond professionally, do your best to put it right, and don't take it personally. Number nine, some people will not respect your property. That's another painful lesson, but it's almost inevitable. When people are staying away, they're in a sort of holiday mode. Even if they're away from work, for work, which is the case with some of my places, they aren't always thinking the same way they would be thinking if they were at home. Something will get broken, so try not to leave anything too sentimental or valuable. Someone will definitely spill something. My experience, coffee or wine tends to be the thing that goes over. Someone's going to leave a window open, a door unlocked, or they won't bother to take out the rubbish. And some people will leave your place in an absolute tip, which your cleaner will be unhappy, you will be unhappy, but you can chalk it down to experience. Don't invite that guest back. And there's a few Facebook groups that you can actually join that warn of bad guests to look out for. And if you have a bad guest, I would definitely say search out those Facebook groups, join them and be a part of your community of fellow holiday homeowners and share that information. Then get on with looking after your next guests, forget it. It's so important or they will affect your business as you won't be working at your best and you'll just be mulling over what's happened, being upset, not focused. And I have done this. <laughs> I tell you, I have done this. I've wasted time stressing, being upset, confused about why somebody would treat my place like that and trying to understand it, trying to talk to them. But I've not really been successful with that. I found I've just upset myself even more and I've just made life more difficult for myself and taken myself out of my business. So just don't let them do any more damage. Move on. Forget it. I know that's hard. <laughs> I know that's so hard. But if you can take anything from my lessons, honestly, I wasted so much time just mulling over and being upset when people have left a mess or broken something or yeah you get the picture definitely move on forget it it's done <laughs> and you've got a great housekeeper that's going to help you put it all right and that moves me on to number 10 your housekeeper is a hugely important member of your team I can't stress how important your housekeeper is. So having a really good relationship with them, for finding the right one, having a really good relationship with them, caring for them, because they are the front line. They are your eyes and ears to any issues, any concerns or niggles with your holiday home, your holiday homes. They are so important because cleanliness is so important to guests. It's 
the number one issue that people have. So if your place is not clean, your housekeeper's not doing their job, it's going to affect your business. So that is how, if we look at it from that point of view, that is how important your housekeeper is. So I try to have a really good relationship. I'm very, very lucky in that I have two fantastic ladies that work for me. They do an amazing job. Very occasionally something occurs and you know something will get missed despite all the lists and things that we have and the best intentions if if they've got a really busy day they've got to move from one property to another because we've got checkouts and check-ins my most important thing is that if you do get a cleaning complaint put it right straight away ask your housekeeper to go around and fix it and my ladies they honestly if they've missed anything and it very rarely happens but we're all human if anything like that has happened, they've been absolutely mortified and so happy and they, they want to put it right because they're absolutely amazing <laughs> and I love them to pieces. So as long as, I think to me, the most important thing is building a really good relationship with your housekeeper so that they are happy to come to you with any issues and you know that you can go to them with any issues. So just really nurture it, care for them, and and enjoy working with them so that's it that is my 10 i hope that they have been useful for you if you've got any questions off the back of anything that i've said in today's episode please go ahead and join the facebook group just listen to the end bit here and i'll tell you exactly how to get involved in the facebook group and i will see you on the other side bye for now thank you so much for listening to another episode of the holiday let success podcast but remember it doesn't need to end here find us on facebook at the holiday let success podcast community where you can join a group of like-minded proactive holiday homeowners just like you and don't forget to check out the website hlspod.com where you can join the hls learning hub our free membership site where you get access to all of the free resources that'll help you towards your holiday let success bye for now